What's up, everybody? Welcome to the KF Podcast. This is the wrestling show for June 3rd. Uh, it's just me and Donald and secret Justin in the wings not saying anything. Uh, Brock, Brock is the lucky one right now. He's probably sleeping already. But uh, yeah, <laughs> um, a little late night show, but we wanted to talk about the last uh, seven days in professional wrestling. They're pretty, pretty monumental uh, for some companies and others maybe even more so so we'll see how it goes so don what's your thoughts on the world of professional wrestling this week well obviously there's more going on in in aew now so we could just probably skip we could we'll skip some wwe stuff but there's just a few things there um some mystery going around as we talk about mystery stuff going on uh mr bray wyatt's been up to some creepy messaging uh and he's, he's been leaving cryptic clues yeah he changed his name from uh Wyndham rotunda to uh wyatt six yeah uh, on twitter which is weird and then he started saying that he's ready to debut he's ready to return he's coming all the cryptic bray wyatt type stuff that he does so a lot of people are speculating that with the raw being on six six that uh, you know, that that's where Wyatt six returns. I don't know. Um, he obviously didn't show up on dynamite last night. I don't want him to go to dynamite. I think he needs a return to, I hope he can return to the WWE. I don't see his weird, creepy person. I don't know where it fits because you already got creepy guys. Like, yeah, you got the creeps. Yeah. Like, I don't know what you do. Like, and I, maybe Tony Khan's going to stop just buying everything. But if you, have you noticed that moth that he keeps his profile picture? Yeah. If you zoom in the back of the moth is the fiend mask that's underneath all that red. Oh, okay. So I think he's definitely he's definitely not like control your narrative bound. I don't. I think... hope not. Christ, I hope not. He's so he's too good to go with those fucking jackaloons <laughs> and, and do control your dumb narrative. This, this is a guy that you know. I understand more what I read about why they let him go at the time, and what, he had a lot of personal shit going on and different mm-hmm. things he was dealing with, but. To be honest with you, they need him. Yeah. Like my main topic that I want to talk to you about with the show is I was watching SmackDown the other day and, you know, I'm a bloodline guy. I'm a Roman fan and all that. They haven't done anything with this guy. They're champion. They're a unified champion. He hasn't done anything other than being one triple threat match at all for two months since Mania. You beat Brock Lesnar, you unify the titles. Nobody wants a title shot on two fucking shows. Nobody wants a shot at the champion. It doesn't make any sense in a kayfabe world of, like, if you're supposed to be a contender, why you – unless he's hurt and they're really, like, milking this injury shit. But he wrestled against Drew and those guys in that match. I don't understand what they're, they're booking with Roman Reigns at all. It's been horrible. I, he has to be hurt. You, you'd think, like, why wouldn't you have him wrestle? It's yeah. not like you, you don't need him to. Like, And he always has. I mean, his title reign, he's had competitors. Oh, yeah. From Cesaro yeah. to Edge to Danielson. There's been somebody that's, like, in the forefront. You have guys. Really, and- since this, since WrestleMania, he hasn't defended his belt on every pay-per-view. Like, before, yeah. he was at least defending it once a month. But now Something. it's... 
So, so he's got he has to be hurt. Like he just just doesn't make sense if he's not hurt. Like it doesn't. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I, unless they feel like I mean, because right now, honestly, you have two title belts. They're held captive because nothing's happening with them. I wish they would have never combined these. The SmackDown, the tag belts, I get because there's not a lot of tag teams, so it makes them more valuable. But Raw could use a title belt right now. You mean to tell me the Edge with his storyline that Edge and AJ couldn't have the title mixed in there somehow? Edge couldn't be the champion with what he's going on. Bobby Lashley with like almost chasing him. So there's guys there that could use that belt because there's nothing happening with it. And if you're gonna Roman's not even on Raw. He doesn't even show up to Raw. He's yeah. just a SmackDown. SmackDown has two championships. That's all it is right now. It's terrible booking. And if he's hurt, I understand it, but at least explain it like do something you know well they're not going to explain it because the wwe doesn't feel like you're intelligent enough to to, to get it to get it so they're just going to spoon feed you like you're reading a, a children's book of simple uh, storyline that yeah he has the belts he doesn't have to fight blah 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 like and it really makes no sense because like once riddle and them lost the belts and orton's like taking a leave now which is fine I thought then that would be a perfect reason to put Riddle against Roman because he screwed him. Mm -hmm. Instead, it's just Riddle finds a new partner and now they're the number one contenders. Like they wrestled one fucking time together and they're the number one contenders. Like it's like, what? You know, like they're still sticking with that. And it's fine that the tag belts are like a main event storyline, but what are they doing with him? And this is why I think Bray Wyatt is needed because Bray Wyatt coming back could harass Roman Reigns for the entire summer into the, into the fall. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they could, he could just keep coming at him with creepiness and attacking the bloodline, doing all sorts of things. He is a name that they, that I feel they need. I, I agree. And I, I the, the, the Wyatt six things or the, the, is it Wyatt six or Wyndham six? It's Wyatt six. He actually put Wyatt, not Wyndham. That's why I was. So I think he's WWE bound. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's I would hope. Yeah. So because he, I mean, uh, you know, he would just be lost in AEW right now. They have way too many talent. They have so many fucking people on that roster. I, I don't see them needing him. And and in, and I think anywhere else he goes is too small. So yeah, he's he's WWE bound if he's good. You know, if he's going anywhere, like yeah, but, if uh, he's po if he's back, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, but I I think the real kicker is that 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 fiend mask that's under on the moth. If you take a picture of his his uh yeah, just Wh where's it at? Is it like on the left side or? So you, you know, in like Silence of the Lamb, where there's the skull on the back of the moth. Yeah. It's there if you zoom in real close. I zoom in, it gets real blurry. Your, your face gets real blurry. Let me see if I can find it here. You know, talk about other stuff, and I'll see if I can find it and send it to you. Yeah. So he keeps saying patience, it's almost time. So something's got to be happening. He ain't debuting at Rampage. That sure as hell ain't happening. No. Because there ain't no one fucking watching that show, so they shouldn't debut him there. Um. So, yeah, that was it, talking about Roman and all that. Um. Cody and Seth had a good promo on Raw. That was one of the only standouts I thought there. I like Rollins' stuff. He did a he did a lot of calling out about uh, AEW and different things that he did. And um, I always enjoy. 
Cody, they WWE has said Cody hasn't done anything since he left. He hasn't wrestled in seven years. That was what, something they made the announcers say. So now they're saying there is a, such a thing as the AEW, and he did wrestle there. I don't remember them saying he didn't wrestle for seven years. His first match at, at WrestleMania, they said this is his first match match in seven years. Well, first match back in the WWE in seven years. They said it's his first wrestling match in seven years. Uh, well, I'd like to go fact check that, but uh, feel free. You know, he's been doing. He's fact been. Check, work. They had a good. They've been, you know, for me, one of the highlights of the show because at least it it feels real. It feels personal. I always like when my wrestling feels more like not just something stupid like uh i don't like this guy i think he's lying and he's really uh ezekiel and elias <laughs> and why you would even care about that but you know so yeah that that's going on there they have hell in a cell coming up obviously and uh i think that might be this weekend i'm not entirely sure but it's coming up soon um so the big stuff going on in and around the world of uh, wrestling was of course double or nothing was this weekend and there was a lot of craziness going on because MJF no showed a presser mm-hmm. and a they meet and greet a meet and greet. And they started that he was on a plane. He booked a plane ticket, all this stuff, which led everybody guessing, is this real? Is this going on? He starts double or nothing. He gets squashed by Wardlow in like mm-hmm. five minutes, which I would have liked to have seen them have more of a match there for him. You know, like a little bit of stuff they had to go through. I didn't watch any of these matches, so I don't know if it was any good or not. But a lot of people didn't like that he was just kind of squashed, which gave this real effect that, like, this guy's done. Mm-hmm. And I think the squash sets up all of this even more. The fact that it's like, you know, he did just, he, there's no offense whatsoever. Like, yeah. came out, did this, he was out, you know. He wasn't well, Sasha Banks. He didn't walk out. He showed up and did the job. Yeah. And they did all that. There's a lot of that going around. Um, well, I mean, come on. Like, Tony Khan wouldn't give him a 10-minute segment the next night if he was gone. But Yeah. We'll, well to- obviously, we'll get into Dynamite uh, yeah. where you know now it's a work. And, yeah. you know, all that's gone. Um, so, speaking of Double or Nothing, you had Hulk Housen. They won. Yeah. Yeah. The Hardys won, but I guess Jeff Hardy looked horrible. I saw bits and pieces of this. It did look rough. Uh, he got he, injured. He, he looks rough. Something's off about him. If it's mm-hmm. personal issues, not saying that substance abuse issues, but if he's got like just personal issues, you know. He was or, on Jericho's podcast recently, recently, and he was shitting all over the WWE that they misused him, and he felt like a, a ghost there, and it was disrespectful and all this, you know, I don't think Jeff Hardy or the Hardy boys have been used correctly here, bringing them back. Well, they're trying to do the nostalgia. I'd rather have them go away for a little bit. So then you, they're healthy and you can actually use them properly. But I think they missed an opportunity here where they brought him back right away and just brought him back. Then the next week he's diving off tables in the hallway and all that. I think it would have been much better to actually build this match. And this was when you finally saw the Hardys in AEW was at this pay-per-view where they didn't do all that goofy shit before. They just kind of tease like Matt Hardy saying like, my brother is going to wrestle. You know, he makes a save maybe. Oh, he doesn't know if he wants to wrestle. And you build towards like, here's where you're finally going to see the Hardys as paid TV fighting the Young Bucks. This match was thrown together like a week beforehand. It makes me think that they wanted to get this match before they 
maybe didn't know how long they'd have Jeff. Yeah, why, why they had him almost killing himself for the past four weeks has been, a, a, I don't know why. Well, it makes you think, too, like, if he wants to do it, they're not, who's going to stop him? You know well, that's mean? an AEW thing. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. No one says, maybe you shouldn't do that. You're going to get yourself killed. But, um, yeah, he looks bad. Uh, Jay Cargill won, and then you had the debut of uh, Athena. Mm-hmm. Fallen goddess. I, I really don't like Ember Moon. I mean, I, I I don't like her whole fallen goddess thing. I never thought she was that great. Where where you know people think that she. And then uh, what's his name? Bivens showed up. He's Stokely, mm-hmm. whatever his name is. Did you happen to hear the announcers when he showed up? Uh, Did you watch the clip? Possibly. Because he comes out with Jay Cargill, and right away. Uh, you know, Excalibur is like, that's Stokely's Hathaway, whatever. Oh, my God, what's he doing here? And then and then uh, Tony acts like he knows who he is. And he's like, oh, well, Stokely's here. And then JR goes, who? Yeah, yes. Like, like he had no clue. And they were like, oh, and he's like, oh, yeah. Like, sometimes I think JR just spits out the truth. Like, what? You know, like, it'll be yeah. like, why are the lights out again? Like, you know, yeah. sometimes it, like, hits him where I think he's like, the fuck are we doing <laughs> well he's you know he's old school wrestling he's got a you know he's replaced um stokely's replaced uh smart mark as her handle or whatever yeah which i think makes it better like i, I don't know i, I like yeah, he fits in with the whole what they're trying to do you know yeah that's good Every, stuff everything okay <laughs> i just heard some noises um House of Black won. Of course, Julia Hart turned bad. She now looks like uh, Alexa Bliss with her scary eyes and pigtails and all that. You know, I, I don't. That, that was the big build up that Julia Hart was going to turn and cost them the match. Yeah. I okay. thought that was good. I, and I, I, I'm not impressed by Julia Hart yet. I will get around to her. I don't. I don't. People are like, she's going to be great. I, I don't get it yet. You know, I, I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll see how I it mean, plays out. Stop. I don't think she's going to be great, but at least there was some storytelling that led to something. That's all. Was, was, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I'll give him that. You know, imagine if this was WWE, and I, and I don't want to just shit on them, but how many times have they built something and it's like, oh, we forgot about that? It, like, Lots of times. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, okay, they actually capitalize on it. And mm. now's the time they did it. And. I did think she looked a little bit like scary Alexa bliss, especially with the pigtails. And that was, it was a misstep. Like, you know, she didn't have the scary eye and the pigtails, but yeah, you know, it's, it's tough. Cause you're a blonde girl with pigtails. Now everyone's just going to associate you with creepy yeah. Alexa. Bliss. It's tough. So hopefully the house of black moves on from the death triangle and maybe they go somewhere different and we'll see what they do. Um, Adam Cole beat Samoa Joe. I was kind of surprised by that one. I'm not like, I, I, for, you know, if I would have known Brit won before that after, after I, after I saw Adam Cole, when I knew Brett was winning. Yes, that was for sure. Yeah. Um, so it's fine. They won. Here's my only thing that I, that I don't like about this tournament. Well, that tournament, I didn't really like, I went, I don't like that. They got belts now. Well, that's their trophy. Did they I understand it's a trophy, but like, I feel like they're going to AEW has so many fucking belts. That like people just ever there's a belt in every segment. Someone has some arbitrary title that like you can't defend or you don't know what you're gonna do. It's it's just whatever. Like now I feel like these two are gonna carry these belts. 
for like a while, you know, and I'm like, what, why do we have these title belts? It's just like New Japan. New Japan has 100 belts. That's what it is. It's, yeah. it's sadly that, I mean, because Tony Khan did say, oh, I got so many belts coming up that you're going to love. Well, we're seeing them. We are seeing them. How about the, they're good looking belts, though? Like, yeah, they're big. They're huge. Red is like pink. Yeah. And, and it, it's pink and black, and the other one's black and pink. But they, Something like you know, <laughs> Yeah. You know what and I mean? She, and she won. She beat Ruby, Ruby Soho, and I think Rancid was there. Yeah, Rancid played Ruby Soho out. Mm. Uh, then there was a whole debacle mess with American Top Team and all that, and I, I don't, you know, whatever. It's yeah, just, I heard. Yeah. Well, also too, this pay per view is like five hours long. This is a long fucking pay per view. Um, match of the night I heard was O'Reilly and Allen. Yeah, and they, and they gave O'Reilly the win, which I was surprised. But they Darby Allen doesn't win too often, but he's like one of the only guys I've ever seen in wrestling that can take losses and it doesn't hurt him at all. Doesn't affect anything. Like he takes a loss, and then people are just like, "Oh yeah, you know, Darby's back." I wish they would do more for him because I still really like Darby. But I I went back and watched a little bit of this on YouTube. It looked like it was pretty good. I mean, O'Reilly's great, and mm-hmm. Darby's really good, and that's a perfect size guy for them oh, to yeah. wrestle. So yeah. you know that that was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thunder Rosa, I guess, and Serena D was pretty good. Didn't see much of this. I heard that was almost match of the night contender. Those, like those two, these two matches were the best two. Yeah. And then that fucking mess with Jericho and all that. That looked like a fucking shit show. I, I would want no part of that shit. I feel like that did, probably didn't translate well on TV, but everyone there in attendance said it was it – was, all the reviews I saw from guys in attendance yeah. on Twitter really enjoyed it. Cause you were Hardcore AEW fans love this shit. They oh, love yeah. that stuff. They love Jericho. They're wearing all white, so they looked all stupid. They were bloody, and yeah. everyone was bloody. You know, it's just mm-hmm. this Jericho story. We'll get into it in Dynamite. It just keeps going and going and going. Eddie Kingston was going to burn people alive with gasoline. You How know. great was that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. You know, um, then they went into another big, like, kerfuffle match for the tag team stuff. I heard this was kind of all over the place, but. I was surprised I, there wasn't new champs here. Me too. I, which makes me think, are they going to put them on the Bucks? Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, There's... I was surprised here that um, I thought for sure Lee and, and, and Swerve were going to maybe be walk out. Or Team Taz would have been cool. Uh, you know. Yeah. So still, again, we'll talk more when we get to Dynamo about what they're doing there. But um, And then Punk defeated Adam Page. Um, which I, we all knew. It seemed like people were back and forth on this match, you know, whether they, uh, I guess punk tried to do two buckshot lariats and botched it twice. Uh, he had a hard time with that. And then, um, you know, I've heard some people saying punk looks really slow and really older, you know, and he's trying to kind of still wrestle like he did and hasn't changed his style up a lot. I don't know. He looked okay on dynamite, but, uh, Shorter he matches. does look really, really worn out after matches, you know? He does. Yeah. He's an old guy. Like, well, not, you know, like he just older. Yeah. I think he's going to have to get to a point where he has to switch his style up a little bit. You know, he has a hard time picking people up for that move. Maybe getting to some submissions more and things change your game up a little bit. But, you know, we all know he's going to be champ. He's champ now. They, yeah, that took about six months for them to get to that six, seven months. But you knew that was going to happen as soon as they signed this guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm so shocked that he got it before, uh, you know, 
Brian Danielson. I keep wanting to switch back to Daniel Bryan, but yeah, well, the, Brian Danielson it kind of changed. He was on his way there, and they kind of moved him away. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into um, some funny shit though that happened after this. Was I don't know if you caught any. T- Tony Khan had like a three to four hour presser after this was over. It went to like four in the morning. I don't know who fucking thought this was a great idea, but it's like Dave Meltzer and all these guys asking questions. He was talking about the pandemic and wrestling. I'm like, this show ended at like 1230, quarter to one at night. He kept people there for three, four hours having conversations. I feel like Tony Khan doesn't have any, doesn't live with anyone. So if someone wants to talk to him, it's like, fuck yeah, let's talk till four in the morning. And did you see how he went off about CM Punk? Yes, I did. I saw him and I saw Punk's face and I was like, he went off about all that stuff. Now here's the thing with that interview. I watched him, that him say that twice. And I was two parts on this. Like one from just watching it. He looks like a fucking psychopath going crazy. I do like that. Tony seems like a guy, like an owner that really loves his talent. Unlike Vince, like, mm-hmm. and he was sticking up for his guy. Like, I know I, I'm Tony Khan. I made this investment. I brought Punk over. But he actually seems like he believes in him, and he wanted to defend him, which I like. Which I think if Tony just got some advice, he could defend him and not look like an idiot. You know what I mean? That's like so you, tough for him to do. You it's could so say, like, like, hey, yeah, I'm happy with, with, with CM Punk. He's been great for us. He's doing a lot of great things. We're really happy with our investment. Eric Bischoff's an idiot. He's just trying to raise, you know, Bischoff's just trying to raise some controversy. Whatever, it's fine. But he was like, there's a fucking Friday Night War, and that's a point of fucking record. He started talking about a Friday Night War. Like, Rampage had 300,000 viewers this week, Tony. There is no Friday Night War. And, and, and that was in its main... 10 p.m. slot and it was live like you need to fucking chill out man you sound even CM Punk was like what are we talking about right now like what are we doing you know like holy shit man like like like, I don't know what drug he's on but he goes mental he is passionate about yeah his what he's what he what he's passionate about so I I saw that and I went oof I'm gonna get it I'm gonna get a cocaine a con meme coming at some point in time in the next 24 hours so. they were listening to it on Cornette's show this week and they were just fast forwarding and they were guessing what he was going to be going on about and and it was the same thing and they were like jesus christ how much longer did this guy go on and on about you know it was it was pretty funny and they're like i bet he's going to be talking about his booking and they like go to it and he's like talking about booking they were like guessing it every time it was pretty funny um so we go to dynamite last night um I really like this Punk and FTR matchup together. Me too. I yeah, do it's, too. It, it's good. It works. I don't need I, a team I, name. I don't need a stable name, but they can just be like-minded people that hang out. Yeah. They don't need the Punk appreciators or, uh, you know, some name. Like, just let them be like people that watch each other's backs. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need a faction. They don't need to come out together every time. But it is good storytelling when you're like these guys, they watch they watch out for each other. You know, you can put them in a three way once in a while, and yeah, it was good. And I, I mean, I love Max Caster. I think he's an entertaining guy to have on every show. You know, I, I think he's hilarious. And the pop that he gets just for great. his great. 
It's funny. It's entertaining. How- like, you, it's just you let this guy do something different. It's different. It's original. Mm-hmm. I just wish he would get some wins once in a while. That would be that would be nice. You know. Yeah, I, I don't know when or how he's going to get them, but mm-hmm. I'd like to see it, too. And then I thought it was nice to add a little, a little uh, tribute there at being the beginning of Pride Month for his partner, Anthony Bowens, who mm-hmm. uh, no one knew is a gay man in real life. And they did a nice little promo on him about him talking about all that. I thought that was well done. Oh, you didn't know he was gay? I did not. No, oh, never yeah. knew. But I like him, too. I hope he gets healthy soon because they're a great tag team. They're they're good. They're a good team to watch. I like yeah. them. They're, they could definitely grow into more and be more entertaining. Like, they could be bigger stars, I think. They have a gimmick that's, like, original and it's entertaining. It's mm-hmm. not like, oh, this is cringy. Like, they're they're funny. Like, when they show you the reactions of the other wrestlers reacting, like, what is he saying? You know, mm-hmm. it's real good. I hope they do more of it. Me too. So then we get to MJF. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I heard he was on, I was like, oh, that's a work. Because if MJF really was done and all this stuff he was doing, um, I thought it would have been, he wouldn't have been there, but he was there and he gave his version of a pipe bomb. What'd you think about it? So, you know, I don't like him. Personally, you don't personally, I don't like him. Um, I thought this is probably one of the best promos I've watched in the last 10 years. Yes, I agree. Um, I don't like calling it a pipe bomb. I hate that now. I hate that term, so, pipe bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, just there's 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 memorable there's memorable promos for where yeah. people are passionate. Mm-hmm. CM Punk's in WWE. This one here, mm-hmm. I I I felt like there was parts of the, you know the uh rick flair baltimore promo yeah. mm-hmm. you know like you know because i think you know rick that was more on the funny side but that rick flair promo is a lot of issues that he has with wcw at that time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so like you know i just thought it was good but then the more i'm watching it i go well okay well now i know that he's not gonna go anywhere yeah, he's not going gonna- anywhere he's not, which makes me happy because I don't want him to go anywhere. No, because you couldn't do this. You couldn't no. do this promo at WWE. No, this is, he, and you know, you and I talked a little bit off offline about this, but like, mm-hmm. it's not the same as like Cody Rhodes is a WWE guy that left the WWE and started going around these other guys to make his dad want him back. Vince being mm-hmm. a surrogate father to want him back. And he's a WWE guy. He's where he belongs. That's why it works. MJF does not fit in that mold. Mm-hmm. Not yet. He doesn't fit in that mold. I don't know if one day he will want to go there because maybe an ego thing. He wants to try and be at a mania, whatever, whatever. But like he's 25 years old. He's still a young dude. Like mm-hmm. he is, he is what dynamite, what I've always wanted dynamite to be is that is like this homegrown character, not some WWF dropout that is bitter about the WWF, WWE and acting the way they do. He's just good. And everything he said in this promo is the fucking truth. Oh yeah. Everything he said. And, and what's ironic about this promo is you saw an hour later, the MJF effect. And do you know what I'm talking about? Um, let me, who was getting booed? Was it Jericho? No, I'll, I'll tell I'll tell you right now. 
everything about that's been great about Wardlow recently is MJF. Yeah. MJF made Wardlow uh, so entertaining, so mm-hmm. good, and he's such a good heel that people couldn't wait for Wardlow to get him. You know what I mean? That chase, mm-hmm. that build up towards that chase. And when he would come out, Wardlow's now signed. He's now done with MJF. His pop was nothing to what it was, it was before. It was substantially lower. It was but substantially lower. They, they messed up. We could get into the Wardlow thing, but you had a great presence for him. Like his, and they tried to, they didn't, they didn't know what to do. They fucked it up. He kind of came out like he's in the back, like he's not handcuffed. He's walking in silence. Then they start playing that dumb song Mm -hmm. and people were just like, and then, you know, after it was over, like he didn't talk. He kind of like talked. They tried to do this thing now where, you know, smart Mark came down. He's going to sue him. That was awful. And then like, I actually like that. It actually made like if you think about it, he beat up so many guys. I found it humorous that they're like, "Whoop, you got a class action lawsuit against." I just you. think people are like, "You want to see the crowd didn't react to that." I think you want to see like, okay, what's next for Wardlow now? Like, he's he's in here. What's he gonna do? Like, he he didn't talk. Like, I don't know. It just to me, it was like the MJF thing was coming back in my head. Like. I'm golden when I'm in the ring with you. I make yeah. you better. The best CM Punk we've saw so far is when he was when he was with MJF. Mm-hmm. You know, Jericho, MJF, Cody, MJF. He brings out that in people. Like they are so much better when they are feuding with him. And like to me, it was like telltale. Like I'm not saying Warlow. Like you can't. He's not going to be great. Obviously, I think Warlow's great, and I hope he does well. But it just felt that way. Maybe they booked it that way so that. Mm-hmm. You would be like, wow, MJF's right. But I was watching Warlow's thing like, MJF's right, man. Like, when he's involved, it's hot. And the, and he, and he, the, when he said, like, the things I do, I don't have to do any of the weird shit that these people do here to make you pop. Like, I do it, I do it on my own. Like, I, I think he was right about everything. <laughs> I went to wear a shirt that said, like, MJF was right. Like, mm-hmm. he was, he was nailing it all. You know, you keep using that money to sign w, WWE dropouts. Like, he was just killing it. It was fantastic. It was very good. I enjoyed that to make it real. They didn't mention it the rest of the night. They never talked about it. It was never yeah. retreated on their social media. Right. And now he is off the roster page and he is yeah. now, they're not selling his shirts on the website. Here's my only fear with this. Mm-hmm. I hope this doesn't lead to on air Tony Khan. Cause that scares me and he's not good. <laughs> He, I don't know who this leads to him feuding with. Um, this is, again, why when we said before, I wish they had a general manager that wrestles and is better on the mic. You know, we talked before about who would you pick? And I said, like, Christian would be good. And we named all these other people. This is when that's perfect, because this is when the guy that could come out and be like, all right, Max, that's enough. And then he could feud with this guy, whoever this GM is, you know, put mm-hmm. him in some matches. I don't want on air Tony Khan. That worries me on air Tony Khan. So maybe he'll have a represent then a representative. You think they're going to go punk already to MJF? Back to that again? Yes. Because the next pay per view is in Chicago, right? Well, it's Forbidden Door. Which forbidden is, Door is in Chicago. But then after that, it's all it's all all outs next Labor Day. Yeah, unless they do one of those other ones that they had, F- Fight for the Fallen or 
Well, you know, the next big, so all out in Chicago, and that's what it'll lead to. It'll lead to Punk trying to, because after the whole MJF thing came down, you know, they didn't show it, but Punk came down to try to talk to him, and he threw the mic down and ran through the crowd and left. Oh, they that was on there. Punk came down and tried to talk to him. It, it, it wasn't aired, but that's what the crowd saw. Like Punk oh. showed up at the, the top of the thing and he walked down. So it's gonna be, you know, whenever like at the end of that like feud, you know, MJF cut that pro, almost like a face promo, like almost yeah. kind of swapped, um, talking about how when I got made fun of, it was me looking up to CM Punk and Brian, T- you know, all that thing. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the face of the company isn't. Uh, well, that would be perfect. If Punk drops the title to him and all out, that would be perfect. And then gets, I think if you mimic, and I think I sent you this in a text message. Yeah, if you mimic the whole what Punk did. The summer of Punk where Punk took won the belt and left. Yeah. I mean, how big, of, how much heat would you get if you won the belt? You beat Sam Punk in Chicago. In Chicago, then left with the belt. And left with the belt and like talking about going to other, another company, all this stuff. Yeah. I, I don't think Punk needs a long title reign. I think he just needed a title reign. To have it um, and say he yep. held it. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, that would be good. That would be something good to watch. Hopefully they would do that. Um, what do you think about Punk in the Forbidden Door fighting? Uh, I forget the guy's name again. Tanahashi. Do you He's... like that? I don't know nothing about this guy. I don't watch New Japan. I don't know. Um, so, you know, a lot of people say Tanahashi's like the. New Japan's John Cena, like he's there. I thought that was Okada. Eh, Okada too. Like it both. Of the, well, Okada kind of is there, like their guy now. Like Tanahashi's been there for a long time. You know, Cena's been wrestling for twenty years. It's like Orton and Cena is like Tanahashi and Okada. Um, but Tanahashi's good. Like, but you know, it's it can be really good. The elements are all there. It's like, you know, making a great dish of food. You got all the right ingredients. As long as it just meshes together, it could could go sour too. I don't know. Like, well, I'm interested in the forbidden door thing because I don't know a lot of these Japanese guys. So it would be nice to see them for the first time. And, you know, maybe it'll inspire me to like some of their material or their show. He's teamed with uh, who is the guy from NXT? Uh, the Time Splitter. Oh, yeah. the Time Splitter. Uh, um, um, yeah. Yeah. Okada, whatever. Uh, uh, oh, not Okada. Um, no, I, I know who you're talking about, but yeah. So they tagged together and won some tag t- belts. Okay. Um, you know, he's done a lot. He's he's won a ton of w- NWGP. You know. Mm-hmm. IWGP champion. Jim Ross kept calling him a young sting about a hundred times. I know. You know, he's, he's struggling to get it out. Uh, like I said I before, mine's me like, 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 like a young sting. And they're like, oh, JR, please. Well, you know what it is? It's actually someone that debuted that he actually knew because he knew. Time in his <laughs> new Japan, so he's excited. And I'm like, what? So, but it was, um, you know. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, then we had Johnny Elite back. 
Which I was surprised, which, you know. Surprise. And then we had the returning Miro, which was good. I loved it. Loved it. Loved the promo. Loved the promo. Love it. I was so happy that Miro's back. He hates God. He's going to (laughs) go after God. Like, it's great. This is, this was, this is good. The the front end of this show for me, like a lot of Dynamites, was good. And then it kind of had its moments. But, like, happy to see Miro back. Finally, he's back. I thought it was very interesting that you follow up an MJF promo about XWWE guys with two XWWE guys. That was, right that was good. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, the mirror, I love, you know, mirror is so good. Like, mirror is good. Yeah. He's been gone way too long, but mm-hmm. you know, he's going to go after everybody cause, cause he's trying to get to the kingdom of heaven to take out God. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see his wife. Uh, the uh, redeemer. So we'll see. I don't know what they do with him. I don't know who he goes after next, but, you know, there's potential there. Yeah. Then, unfortunately, we found out that we're going to have blood and guts now. Because you got to have blood and guts. Because Jericho won't let this these guys go. Now, we have to have a... Which I don't understand. They're going to have a hair versus hair match. But it's taking place after blood and guts. I didn't realize On that, the card, but... it said... Uh, hair versus hair, July fifteenth at uh, Fighter Fest in oh. July. But then it was like b- the blood and guts is happening on Dynamite at Detroit, whatever they're two weeks. Yeah, Detroit two weeks at whatever they're calling that Road Rager or something like that. You know, hmm. and I'm like, what? Well, why they're gonna have blood and guts and then afterwards there's a fucking hair versus hair match? This Chris Jericho shit needs to come to an end. This guy is out of control with this shit that he drags everybody into. Look, Tony Khan, he's like Tony Khan's right hand man. He Jericho. is. Tony Khan loves him. And 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 did you hear him taking in his interview, this presser they did after, did you hear him taking credit for the Blackpool Combat Club and all that? No, uh uh-uh. Jericho Jericho sounds like a guy that is so fucking full of himself. So he started talking about like you know, how he comes up with these names. Because stupid Dave Meltzer's like, how do you come up with this stuff, Chris? Like kissing his ass. Well, you know, someone was like, oh, that was like you're a wizard. So he's like, I'm a wizard. And I just embrace it. And then I run with it and people love it. No one likes that you call yourself a stupid fucking wizard. Then he's like, you know, someone said sports entertainer. And I was like, Tony, is that is that uh, copywritten? Let's grab that. I'll start running with that. He's just running with all these things. And then he's like. I'm surprised you guys didn't know that the combat club was going to be joining Eddie in our war. How did you guys not see it? I mean, I set this up months ago. This was all my plan that, you know, Danielson and and Mox would get together because, you know, their history. And then, you know, Eddie has history with Mox. So how did you guys miss this? We've been writing this for months and it finally came together. They were three members. They needed two. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? First of all, they have a Wheeler Yuta, so they're three people. He's just gone in a tournament right now. <laughs> uh, it, it, like, I, this is ridiculous. And I have no desire to see any more blood and guts cutting all the shit they're going to do. It's fucking nonsense. It's a waste of Brian Danielson, who was so great and on such a roll. Uh, I'd much rather see Danielson go back to feuding with Miro or someone else than be stuck in this horseshit. Moxley's fine because he's a fucking numbskull. <laughs> this is all he knows how to do is cut his head and bleed. And it was also Chris Jericho's idea to play Wild Thing throughout the whole match. 
Oh, did they play it through the whole match? They played Wild Thing for the first 10 minutes. They just had it on a loop. And then he went and found the speaker, the, 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 the thing that controlled the panel box, and broke it so the music was shut off. And he's like, that's just me getting into storytelling because, you know, as the wizard and this old man that I am, I hate music. And I don't want to hear this hippie youngster music. First of all, it's a wild thing that's like fucking 40 years old. It's not a news song. And you're a musician, you asshole. Uh, you come out to your own song. Like, I don't understand where this fucking guy doesn't hear himself talk and think, I make no sense. And Tony Khan's sitting there just jerking him off under the table, like, so happy about it. I hate music, so I had to shut music off. The fuck do you hate music like we were supposed to gain all that everybody was just like why haven't they shut this dumb song off like it's still playing while they're fighting i agree and yeah. the only thing i'm gonna say is this is imagine if we were i mean imagine if we all of a sudden had the money and we started a wrestling company and we're like all right well, shit chris jericho will come here we can pay him oh shit jericho's just gonna help us write and come up with all this stuff like yeah. i get why he gets sucked into it but uh just sometimes you can realize he can't see the forest for the trees no like yeah, everything it's... jericho does isn't good it's it's very much like i talk about you know creators where jericho's good but jericho had vince mcmahon and eric bischoff to go no like calm you down to... yeah yes. calm down he needs a filter, and he yeah. hasn't had that recently in AEW, which makes it ugh. like you can do the list thing in WWE, and it got over, and it was funny, but yeah. it was controlled. It wasn't like it turned in where he's giving himself eight thousand nicknames and wanting to do all that. He's nuts, and he really is full of himself. And like I said, Tony Khan loves him. Oh yeah. He's like, boy, what a great match. What a great thing. And I'm like, oh, whatever. What else is he supposed to say? Oh, that was that match was the drizzling shits. Yeah. He paid how many thousands of dollars for all those people to be in that match? He did. One time, he so. did. So, so now I'll we're be... getting blood and guts. And I guarantee you we're going to get Stadium Stampede, too, and more nonsense. It's just going to no, keep going. Is, there won't be a Stadium Stampede. Now it's the, COVID's done. Poor, proud, and powerful cannot get away from Jer Chris Jericho. They, they can't. They can't get away from this guy. It's sad. Hopefully someday. Maybe by the time the contract ends. And yeah. Actually, someone that should, you know, during this MJF storyline, he should grab these guys, like, proud and powerful. Yeah. And, uh, you know, guys that are, you know. Misused. Sunny kiss. And just, yeah. like, you know. Create his new. Uh, I like that. In, uh, we, me and you were talking the other day about members of a new pinnacle. And, like. <laughs> Three days later, out of the blue, I get some random text where you're like, I changed my mind. This is my new <laughs> pinnacle. <laughs> hey, it was better. It was better. It's getting there. It was better. Um, so next in this show, we had like a 10-man tag match. You know, it's it's just an AEW-style match. There's 100 people in it, you know. and You get to see Darby do some spots, and it, it's entertaining. It is what it is, you know. You get to see Hikaleo wrestle. And almost minutes. fucking kill himself. Oh, my God. He missed that rope and hit his head. And then all of a sudden he was standing back up. I was like, oh, my God. Dude, when he fell like that, I thought that was it. Yep. I thought we were, were going to witness something really horrible. Then I saw him standing. I'm like, okay, he's all right. But that was fucking crazy. He just missed that rope and landed right on his head. That's how Big E got taken out. Yeah. Yeah. That was nuts. No, Big E got suplexed and landed on his head. Well, I mean, but landing on the top of your head like that, you know, yeah. where your whole body's 
your whole weight's coming down on your neck. He mm-hmm. I, he's lucky he's okay after all that because that was nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Tony Schiavone interviewed Athena Par- Palmer or whatever the hell her new name is, and it's just I, Athena. I, I, it's, not, it's not an Arnold Palmer. They put joke. a Palmer in in the notes on uh, Bleacher Report. I don't yeah, know why, a, but um, the fallen goddess and all this shit. And I said, I got I for this I instantly get the clock out. And I'm like, let's see how long she gets. She made it a minute twenty until she was interrupted. Because <laughs> that's every segment involving one a woman that has beef. You mention it two seconds later, someone else is coming out and cut the shit, Tony. We got to hear that. Jay Cargill looks like She Hulk standing next to Athena. There isn't any believable scenario that you think Athena could beat this specimen in any kind of fight. I mean, she looks like a mom. It looks like the mom with like her three daughters were out there having an argument. She is just massive, like mu- like just muscles on mu- like it's and She's crazy looking. Yeah. And, and I mean, here's what will happen. Athena will get a title shot on her. She'll win, and then she'll be wrestling on dark, and it'll be the last you see her. Just like you know, they do with a lot of these other girls they bring in. You mean she's gonna lose? Jay she'll Park. lose, and yeah, and, uh, yeah, you know. If anyone so, they should push to actually maybe defeat her, to me, it would be Statlander. She has the size, mm-hmm. more in the strength to go against her and make it a little bit believable. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Because you put Ruby Soho against her, it looks like someone's punk ass <laughs> kid trying to fight her. Speaking of Ruby Soho, they had a match, and I was at the end of the thing, and I had to skip. Some things need sacrifice once in a while, and for me, it was this match. Was it any good? No. It makes (laughs) me think that they're going to – I mean, (laughs) I like the tag team of Ruby Soho and Tony Storm together. Yeah. I like the feud of Tony Storm and uh, What's-Her-Face that's friends with Britt Baker. Yeah. And and Britt Baker – you know, I enjoy. So it was yeah. all, all around good. Like I, I really think that they need to do a women's tag. They have so many women. They do. They have a lot of women, but we say this every week. I mean, Becky Lynch was right. The women get five minutes on this yeah. two hour show. They do. You're never going to build interest for these until you start letting them have some more promo, some more story, something. On the main show, not on shit rampage, not on their dark shows. On the main show is where you need to get some development going. Cut to Chris Jericho shit. We he gets a segment week in and week out. Oh yeah. And you, and you can't squeeze in some a Brit promo or something to make you care a little bit more about it. You know. I mean, the fucking women's champion wasn't even on. Is she ever on? She's probably been on for 15 minutes. Yeah, she had 11 minutes in in her last title reign in like fucking three months. It's crazy. Uh, We talked about Wardlow already with J.D. Drake. He killed him, but we'll see where they go with Wardlow because I I don't know. It it definitely felt different, and and you could feel it in the crowd. Well, I mean, what they can't just, you know, there's there's nowhere for him. So you got to make another chicken shit heel with more smart Mark and then have him go from there. I would skip entrance music and do like he was entering before. Mhm. I agree. Being in the back, you know, coming out like a, you know, something like a Goldberg type th- thing, you know, just walking out pissed. They they I don't pipe, like him smiling. I like him mean, you know. They pipe in music. Or they pipe in noise for some of this stuff. Yeah. Pipe in Wardlow chants. Yeah. Like it's fine. Yeah. Just do, you know, like 
Who's going to say it? Who cares? And, and if you're going to have a song, find a better one than that stupid song where they're well, just. The, the song should just be more like the Wardlow chanting and then just have some subtle, like, actually do like, like mean music in the back. You know, have a beat that just goes with the Wardlow chant. So everyone yeah, can yeah. get together like Wardlow. War, yeah, it just sounds like that. Just, it like, sounds good. Yeah. Or drums like or something like. Yeah. You know, instead of that, that shit. So we'll see what they do with the big war dog. It should. Here we go. It should be just war drums until for like, you know, you figure out they can probably figure this out. So like 15 seconds is about the time it takes for him to get to wherever he's sitting to mm-hmm. the front thing. And then it should be like cut into like the man with war in his name. War, and then it like gets into something like, but yeah. the whole time he's walking in the back room and then something like, yeah, not this is war, like that, that yeah. weird that weird shit. What's his name? Uh, Zig, Fig, Jig. Who, who are you trying to say? The guy from uh, TNA that used to do all their. Oh, yeah, I can't remember his name either, but he's great. Zeb. Then an interesting stat, stat I saw online: Daniel Garcia has been in more main events in this past year than anyone on the roster. He's been in the main event like 11 times. I don't understand why he's always the main event. I don't (laughs) get it. I I don't get it. I I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't like, he's okay. I don't like, I I, I have a hard time getting through Moxley (laughs) matches. Moxley, who's supposed to be so tough, he gets taken to the brink by everybody. I mean, Wheeler, Yuta almost beat him. Garcia almost beat him. I don't know what they're trying to do with, Moxley, I just didn't care about this main event at all. Like, it, I would have had Punk and FTR in the main event against those guys instead and ended it with the champion or something of that nature. I, I, I didn't like this at all. I think they're booking this for the first match to be the real main event, the draw. And then once yeah. you're there, they want you to hopefully they'll have something that'll keep you stick around. And, yeah. Stick around. So then Moxley just said, I'm in blood and guts too. Yay, everyone's in, you know, and they do their whole thing. And Eddie Kingston almost fucking killed himself running to the <laughs> ring, which was absolutely hilarious. I laughed so hard. I <laughs> laughed all the way to the end of the show. I was laughing so hard. I had to, like, watch it on replay. He was running, and then he just started falling. Like, he was going to kill himself. Luckily, he ran into somebody, so it looked like he attacked him. Yeah, he ran into the back of uh Jericho. Yeah, Jericho or something, yeah. And you like how they had to bring William Ring out, out to yell blood and guts. I liked it. I thought it was a nice nice thing. Instead of to... war games, yeah. Do you think they're leading, WB's leading to uh, uh, bloodline war games? Against two. Drew McIntyre. Drew McInfart. Drew McInfart. Cody Rhodes. Jesus. Elias. Jesus, Elias, Ezekiel, Xavier, mm-hmm. all of these different people. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they have any clue what they're – there's something going on there, and I don't think we're privy to it because that, again, doesn't make any sense. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know why you haven't developed any kind of – like unless they were waiting for this Bray Wyatt thing. And Maybe. I hope to God that's it because I think I – think, Bray and like multiple versions of him or whatever he wants to do would be great to uh, work the bloodline over. And uh, I'd much rather see that as a SummerSlam big payoff match, uh, Roman versus Wyatt, as opposed to any other kind of celebrity running or something like that, you know? 
What if, all right, so we kind of switched to WWE here. What if they portrayed Wyatt six? And what if each time you saw Bray Wyatt, he was one of his different, like, Husky Harris? I would love it. Louisiana, like, the, the his first appearance when he was in the rocking chair, and then there's yeah. the Fiend, and then there's... They started doing that towards the end of this last run, and then they kind of fucked it all up, you know? But, like, there's six different Wyatts, and you don't know which one you're going to get. Because the Fiend is so well done and cool, you don't need it week in, week out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like the demon. It's like something that, like, oh, shit, like, you know, here's the Fiend now, you know. I wouldn't mind even seeing his Playhouse guy yeah. every once in a while, and then seeing the scary one, just seeing different versions of it, you know. Remember when he was, like, in his playhouse thing and he sang the John in that remember the WrestleMania that was like the COVID WrestleMania. Oh yeah. Where he was singing Nikki Bella's song to John Cena. <laughs> and he came out in his NWO outfit. That was weird. Yeah. Fun house match. Weird stuff. They got an action figure with John Cena and NWO gear out of it. Yeah. Cause of that. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see what happens, but you know, maybe something will happen, but probably not. I'll probably end up and control your narrative. With those fucking jack-offs doing that shit. Uh, real quick ratings stuff. Um, everybody took a hit on Friday with the NBA games on. Uh, Rampage was down 410 to 341, even in its primetime spot, which that's bad. That needs a number needs to go back up. Uh, SmackDown dropped uh, uh, as well from 2 to 1.8. Raw um, dropped again on a little bit on Monday, 1.7 to 1.5. NXT 551 to 534. I don't. I didn't really pay much attention to NXT this week. I was busy, and Dynamite inched up a little bit, 929 to 969. So they're getting close back to a million. They haven't haven't done it just yet. So we'll see if Punk as the champion can carry the workload. Did they? Uh, did Raw drop because they didn't do a countdown to Cody this week? They missed this, the That's probably why. Instead, they had a countdown to uh, the uh, the USO. They had a different countdown this week. They had a countdown to Edge. That's what they had. They like these countdowns. Like, legitimate. They had a countdown to Edge talking. So, yeah, it was like Edge speaks. Like, And it was like a countdown. Then they had a countdown. They had two countdowns. They had a countdown to Edge and they had a countdown to the tag match for USO's defender titles or have their title match here. And 55 minutes, you know, I don't know where they got this thing with countdowns. This must be, you know, come from some kind of market research. It comes, it always comes from somewhere. You know what I mean? It doesn't, <laughs> the, the thought, and we can end on this. Doesn't these countdowns undermine everything that you're doing until that happens? Yes. Okay. Countdowns are one of the stupidest things ever because that's the whole point of which gets you to stay and watch a show is if you there is somebody you want to see you don't know when they're coming out mm-hmm. you know what i mean when you're waiting there and you're kind of like you know like this week you didn't know what was going on and a segment ended and then all of a sudden cody's music hits and the crowd pops and he yeah. came out and he was angry he was cutting a promo like that's how it should be done because you're waiting around the show not going cody's not on for 55 minutes i'm shutting this fucking show off yeah. I'll come back at nine. Like, or you'll why just would, go, boop, 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 fast forward until he comes out. Yeah, why would you willingly tell people, like, when certain key parts of your show is going to be? I think it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Agreed. 
But, you know, they try out so much dumb shit sometimes. I just, you know, there isn't a company that makes – there isn't a billion-dollar company on the planet that leaves me scratching my fucking head more than that than that place. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Why, what? But, you know, that's been the same for years. But anyway. All right. We'll end on that note. Everyone, please like, share, subscribe, invite, have a great evening. And good night. Later.